Thank you for joining us, Paul. The company has completed our Finish With Zero meetings, and we thought it'd be a great opportunity to chat with you about it and touch on some of those topics to help us finish strong. Our 2021 injury rate in February was almost double our average injury rate in 2020. We saw a significant reduction following the Zero In On Safety stand-down meetings that were held in April. Since then, we have been on a continued downward trend can we talk about the key drivers for that success? Sure. Thank, thanks, Robert. And thank you for having me here this morning. You know, it was very troubling as we went into the new year in 2021. We saw a significant uptick in our injuries, and that was obviously very concerning. And we were trying to understand, you know, what, what was different, what was happening. And what we attributed to is that, one, we did not have a safety meeting in January like we typically do. And the reason for that was because COVID was, we were at the height of COVID in January of 2020. In fact, we had 229 individual cases that we managed in January of that year. What we think that was contributing to our injuries was that we had a lot of team members that typically work together every day. So people would come to work and they would work with their people that they knew how they worked with each other. They had that kind of sixth sense in terms of, you know, I'm going to turn this way, you turn that way. Right. And yep. now we had a lot of team members that were off work. And so we were pulling together teams of people that, that weren't used to working with each other. So we think the distraction of COVID, which was obviously top of everybody's mind, we think that team members working in crews that weren't typical or, or weren't used to working with each other was really driving those incidents. And we think that also a contributing factor was the fact that we didn't have our zero in meeting um, in January. And we know that when we do have those meetings, we always see a kind of a decline in incidents because safety then is top of mind for everybody. So we decided that we would hold our, hold those meetings when COVID started to subside. And we started to see a downward trend in COVID starting in about March of that year. So we met with the executive committee and we decided that we would hold those meetings, you know, in May. And we did. And um, those meetings were much needed. Um, the teams needed to come together and basically have a kind of a collective sigh and a regrouping and and kind of go forward with a new safety message. And we did that. And, and thankfully, we've seen those trends continue on down. And we also saw that as, as COVID started to subside in the spring and into the summer, that those teams were able to rejoin. People were working again with the same people that they had. And we've been able to maintain this good rate of lower incidents throughout the year. And we think that, um, you know, obviously the incidents are posted through August. And September, so far, we have had one injury in the month of September, but um, overall, the month of September has been a fairly safe month. Well, it's a great trend. We want to keep that going for sure. Yeah. Well, uh, there are some great stories of Granite Rock people exercising their stop and make it safe work authority. Do you have any standout stories you would like to share, or do you want to just talk about the, the program in general? Yeah, I, I think, you know, the stop and make it safe power or the empowerment that is given to all Granite Rock team members is really just a very powerful tool. And basically what we say, not basically, but what we tell every employee is that whether you're the chairman of the board or the president of Granite Rock, or you are a laborer that has joined the company on his very first day, everybody is empowered equally to stop work if they 
see something or they perceive something to be unsafe. And we want people to utilize that authority. We want people to, you know, first and foremost, come to work, work in a safe environment and go home the same way that they came to work every, every day or every night. And so that stop work authority is one of the tools that we have in our safety toolbox that allows people to basically say, hey, I'm uncomfortable with something. Let's stop. Let's regroup. Let's talk about this. Um, whether it actually is unsafe or just perceived to be unsafe, that is a tool that, that we have. And we want our people to, to do that when they think that there's something unsafe. Kind of the outreach of that is we have the Safety Rockstar program. And the Safety Rockstar program allows people to exercise their stop and make it safe and or just make a situation that they perceive to be unsafe safer. Safer for all team members, safer for the public. And we want to acknowledge and reward those people. And so we have, you know, starting with a safety rock star jacket, it's a nice highly fluorescent jacket and you know, it's emblazoned with the Safety Rockstar logo on it. And we have a Yeti cooler if you have a second um, award. And we have a, a Knights of Leatherman if you have a third award. And we have some people that have had third awards. You know, one of the very first Safety Rockstars that we gave out was for a stop work authority, which was, you know, Joe Gomes and his crew were working down in Salinas and they came across a high pressure, you know, gas line. And there was a lot of urgency in from the city to keep this project going and to get this project completed because it was on a main thoroughfare. And and they wanted to make sure that the public was not disrupted too much. And, you know, Joe just said, we're stopping. It's not safe for us to continue on. We're going to get all of the people that we need to get out here to make the right decision so that we can go forward and be safe. And that was one of the very first safety rock stars and stop work authority. And since that time, we've literally had hundreds. We, we do this kind of two to three a month, up to 10 to 12 a month, right. um, where we have these fantastic stories that come out. Frank Gonzalez had a situation over at the uh, Air Wilson hot plant where there were some subcontractors that had come on site and you know they were working in a confined space and they hadn't done the appropriate lockout tag out. And you know, Frank, Frank saw that, realized very quickly that this was an unsafe situation. He got those people out of that confined space and would not let them go back to work until you know, all of the proper safety protocols had been put in place. So it's those types of stories that are happening all the time. I don't think we hear about all the safety rock stars, but um, it's just that good work on the team members that are helping to drive the safety and keep team members safe. And it's a tough deal. I mean, for somebody, especially a new team member, to have the courage to step up and say, hey, I, I don't feel right about this, or this doesn't look safe. And and how do you get that message? I know, I know, we we got out there and drive that message in, but it's tough for that new team member to step up and and have the courage to do that. Absolutely, and you know, courage and grace is another kind of fundamental part of of what Granite Rock is, right? You, we have the stop work authority, but we ask people because you're right. You know, somebody that's 20 years old you know, new to construction, new to materials, new to aggregates can be very intimidated by somebody that's been doing this for 20 or 30 years, right? And so what we ask all of our team members is to, you know, first have the courage to speak up. Mm -hmm. If you see something, say something. And then we ask the team member who's receiving that message, you know, have the grace to, you know, be in that person's shoes for a few minutes and understand what they're trying to tell you. And whether they're right or wrong, you know, make them feel comfortable to 
be able to bring what they were concerned about forward and then take a few minutes to explain to that person, one, thank them if it is an unsafe situation and you know do the right thing and get the work area safe. Or two, if they perceive something to be unsafe, but it really was, take the time to explain to them why it actually is safe. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, courage and grace is a big part of, of obviously our um, stop work authority. Yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah. What more people do step up and the more eyeballs we have on a certain situation, the better for sure. So September is Suicide Prevention Month, and we recently had therapist Katrina Puente and clinical psychologist Sally Spencer-Thomas on our last podcast. And the discussion really touched home for a lot of our listeners. Can you talk a little bit more on the Mental Health Employee Assistant Program coming soon to Granite Rock or for tradesmen as well? Yeah, sure. First, first, let me just thank Stephanie Niffen. It, it was kind of funny, the, the suicide prevention. I had listened to a presentation through our ACIG partners um, last year. Hoffman Company up in Portland, Oregon had put together a program called GUTS. And so I thought that we wanted to do something here at Granite Rock similar um, around suicide prevention and suicide prevention week specifically and month, which is the first week of September. And so I had assembled a small team of uh, people and, and all of us had been impacted by a suicide. And we started working on, you know, so Randall Jacobson, and Alex Mills and Keith Severson and myself and, and John Garcia were working on a uh, presentation when we found out that Stephanie Niffen was working on something very similar. And so, you know, we decided to join forces and Stephanie took the lead role and, you know, finished up the product, um, kind of what both teams were working on. We put together the one product, which was presented during the, the Finish With Zero meetings. And um, I've heard some incredibly powerful stories that have come forward. Um, people have felt comfortable to share their stories with team members and talk about their personal experiences. And I've received several phone calls for people, you know, thanking us for putting on that presentation. I think it, it may have made some people feel uncomfortable. It's a little bit of a departure from what we typically do, but we, we thought it was very important. And I think everybody thought that the rate of suicide amongst construction workers was surprising and alarming. This is a very difficult job to do, but there is help. Um, obviously, some of the information that we had put out there, uh, the 800 numbers, suicide prevention, crisis lines, etc. But also the company does have a, an existing EAP program that is basically managed through our HR department. It's very confidential. So if somebody is struggling and needs some assistance with mental health assistance or, or other assistance, I would suggest that they reach out to our human resources department, either Bill Miller or Shirley Al and try to access or access the uh, the EAP program that's existing here at Granite Rock. While that program is available for all Granite Rock team members, I think that for the trades folks who are operating engineers, laborers, teamsters, there's a corresponding program that is managed through the, our trade partners for, for those team members to access. But if you have any questions at all, I would reach out to uh, Shirley or Bill and, and try to get that information. It's a very difficult conversation and topic, uh, but a very important one that we need to address. Absolutely. Well, also during the Finish With Zero meeting, we were introduced to some new safety engineers. Can you share a little bit about these folks and their new roles? Yeah, actually, um, we have four new people in safety. Um, of course, all the old familiar faces, um, 
you know, Mike Kurgis, um, really the, the, the face of, of our safety department and Randall Jacobson, um, Todd Barreras. And then of course, Jana Manello, who's up there um, in the safety department, helping us with the administrative functions, et cetera. And Jana, Jana's the one that brought forward the safety poem uh, this year. That was very, um, very good. Very good poem. But, but we've been very fortunate that the executive committee has supported the safety department over the last uh, two or three years to, to basically build our safety team. And we've brought on four new, well, actually five new individuals. We've got uh, David LaFall, and David is working um, currently in the construction division. We have Daisy Kwan, and Daisy is working in our materials group. Um, And Alex Mills, uh, who came late last year and is working in our aggregate group. And then a, a team member who had worked at Granite Rock and left Granite Rock and came back, uh, George Sanchez. Mm. Just a fantastic gentleman. Um, he's working as a safety technician in our construction group. And then most recently, Elvira um, oh, yeah. came to work in the safety department. She'd been working over at RTS. Um, sorry, Tony. <laughs> but uh, um, LV, uh, as, she, as we refer to her, came over and is just doing a fantastic job with our dashboards and trying to get the safety information back out to the... That, that's the big initiative in safety right now is take all of this information we have and basically return it to the stakeholders so that they can see in real time what's happening in safety. So that's the stuff that we're working on now. So David, Daisy, and Alex are the safety engineers. Um, They're embedded within the three pillars of our company. So construction, aggregates, and materials. And one of the things that we're going to be doing here at the first of the year is rotating them. Mm. So Alex will be going from the quarry uh, to construction. David will be going from construction to materials, and Daisy will be going from the materials division over to aggregates. So we're building this redundancy in the safety department. So um, it's going to be really a um, a great opportunity for them, and it's going to make the company uh, stronger because we're going to have that redundancy and a deeper bench for people to have uh, more knowledge in other areas than just the specific silo that they may be working in. We, we, we want to get out of those silos. Yeah. So that's yeah, good. Good to cross drain and get lots of people involved for yeah. sure. Well, that's exciting. Well, let's move on to the uh, ever present news and that is COVID-19. So the Delta variant is always in the news mm-hmm. and with new announcements coming from federal and state levels, there seems to be a little confusion on what is to come. It might be too early, but can you give us a little update from Granite Rock's point of view? Yeah, sure. Um, probably the most significant thing that we just recently heard is the Biden administration came out a couple of weeks ago, and they have talked about mandating vaccines for companies that have you know 100 employees or more. Now, that would be done through a federal OSHA platform. Um, Cal OSHA is an opt-out state, so Cal OSHA basically is the law of California, they follow the Cal OSHA regulations and not the federal OSHA regulations. With that being said, we expect Cal OSHA to adopt something very similar to what you know federal OSHA is doing. We're expecting an emergency order to come out from Cal OSHA soon. We think that that will probably have some language in there about mandatory vaccinations and or testing that will be required of uh, team members. You know, it's a it, having worked on the COVID team for the last eighteen months with Bill Miller and Matt Reed. It's it's really become 
political. That's unfortunate. Um, yeah. It's become kind of a political issue. We know that vaccinations work. We know that you know people have gotten vaccinated, and and we see incident rates um, of those people are much less than the people that are unvaccinated. We don't want this to be a political issue. Mm-hmm. Um, we want people to be healthy and be safe. We want people to be able to come to work. And um, so I'm personally vaccinated. I think getting vaccinated is the right thing to do uh, to keep yourself and your family members safe. We've, we've lost some team members and it's, uh, it's a terrible thing to have to kind of manage through and, and to you know, be a personal observer too as that goes through. So, but I think that going forward, we're seeing more counties. Uh, the county of Monterey came out with a with a new directive that said, as of September 31st, anybody that works um, on a job in the county of Monterey must be vaccinated. The uh, San Francisco airport just recently came out with the same type of directive, and some of our general contractors are mandating that people be vaccinated. So going forward, I think. You know, it's 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 going to be more difficult if you are unvaccinated to have access to, you know, many of these jobs. And that's unfortunate. But I just see that's kind of where the direction of the um, kind of the covid um, era that we're in right now. So but I, I I'm looking forward. Well, I shouldn't say I'm looking forward. I know that there's OSHA emergency orders are going to come out. And when they do, there's a tremendous team of people that jump right in and we try to you know, dissect what that order says and then very quickly try to put in place all of the things that we have to do to to be compliant. Right, um, right. These are um, very difficult things to do, but the whole Granite Rock team, all of the workers have done an exceptional job of receiving, accepting that training and put into place, you know, the things that we need them to do. Understand that, you know, Granite Rock is, we're following what we have to follow, right? Of so course. there's there's a there's a lot of people out there, a lot of agencies, regulatory agencies that are saying, you know, if you're working in this particular city or that county or the state or the feds are all basically giving us direction. And, you know, we're doing the best we can to, um, you know, try to filter through all that, get the information boiled down uh, to a content that's understandable to everybody and then get that information out, get that training out and uh, continue to try to keep our people safe. Yeah. So more news to come. And obviously Granite Rock will be pumping out the communications as soon as we hear the latest and get the information from EC and, and the safety group for sure. Right. As we wrap up here and with the holidays coming, I thought we could talk a little bit about some quick reminders. And uh, if I could toss you some uh, sure. some, <laughs> some do, do holidays and, and you could just kind of give us some tips and tricks and, and things to think about as we, as we move into the, uh, to the late fall and, and, and winter time here. So let's pop off with Halloween. Okay, all from a safety perspective. So Halloween, um, obviously the nights are getting shorter, getting a little bit darker. Um, we want to make sure that, uh, first and foremost, the, the kids that are out there are in some high visibility clothing if possible, um, have an adult present and, and escort, you know, get into those candy bags and look for, um, you know, anything suspicious, open candy wrappers, et cetera. It's also your first opportunity to get the best candy, <laughs> um, you know, take it out of the bag while the kids aren't yep. looking, but, uh, yeah, definitely, uh, definitely be on the lookout for, um, uh, high visibility, um, drive slowly through the, uh, the communities, et cetera. Great. Thanksgiving. Uh, Thanksgiving. Well, while I prefer a traditional Turkey in the oven, you know, there's a lot of people that like these, uh, deep fried turkeys and, um, they are very flavorful and the skin is very crisp, but, um, I have firsthand experience. I had a nephew that overfilled the fryer with oil 
And so when he, (laughs) luckily it was outdoors in the backyard. Um, but when he, uh, put the turkey in, the oil came up over the top and hit the burner underneath. And we had a huge, thankfully nobody was hurt, but it was a significant fire. And that's probably the, uh, you know, for Thanksgiving one is, you know, don't overeat. Yeah. Um, which is which is not uh, not not easy to do. It's my it's my favorite holiday. But um, those deep fried turkeys they do present some safety issues if they're not done well. Don't don't do them inside the garage or inside the house. <laughs> that is for sure. Yeah. They, make, they make great YouTube videos. Too. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right, uh, Christmas, Hanukkah, and Kwanzaa. Well, um, for the holidays, whichever holiday you're celebrating, you know, slips, trips, and falls. So a lot of times when we're decorating our homes, um, it requires us to get up on ladders, get up on the higher elevations. Uh, We always want to maintain three points of contact. Um, If you're putting up, you know, a banner, you're putting up some light, you're putting up um, some messaging that you want to um, communicate with your neighbors and friends about about your holiday that you celebrate and what hit homes with you is that just be careful about, you know, getting outside, uh, making sure you have a firm level platform to put your ladder on, make sure you're maintaining three points of contact, make sure you have somebody out there that's checking on you. You know, you can fall and get significantly hurt and you want to make sure that if that unfortunately does happen, you have somebody that's looking out for you that can uh, get you some help immediately. Sure. Absolutely. Good stuff. And uh, the final one is New Year's. Uh, New Year's. Yeah. Always for New Year's, you know, we want to look at, for any of the holidays, we want to look at our alcohol consumption. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a lot of parties. We want to go out. We want to celebrate. We want to, you know, end this this last year, and we want to start a new year um, afresh. And so just, you know, make sure that you have a designated driver. Make sure that uh, um, you get home safely and uh, don't, don't, don't drink and drive. Yeah. And, you know, law enforcement also uses that time of year to, you know, if you're like in Santa Clara County, they have the avoid the 13. There's 13 cities that basically their law enforcement gets out there and is looking specifically for intoxicated drivers. And that's pretty much replicated throughout the entire Bay Area. So, um, yeah, um, alcohol consumption is the big one for, yeah. for the new year. Yeah, good stuff. Well, any final thoughts? Just, uh, you know, continue to uh, to focus on our safety. You know, our team members just want to get back and let them know that, you know, they are um, empowered every day when they come to work to make their work area safe. Um, if they see something, you know, stop work, discuss it with a supervisor or anybody else and, you know, keep those good stories coming for the safety rock star. And um, one more thing about the holidays is that um, COVID is still amongst us in January of last year, we had 229 cases that we managed. It was the height of COVID. But, you know, in August, um, we managed 220 cases. And while we are seeing a decline, we still need to be vigilant. So, you know, when you come together and you celebrate for these holiday seasons, just be mindful that COVID is still out there. It's still lurking. Um, Protect yourself and your loved ones, especially I, I would just feel terrible if I did something to my 91 year old mother. Mm. And so just make sure that, uh, you know, that that's in your mind this year when you're celebrating and just, just have a wonderful, wonderful year. Wonderful. Well, Paul, thank you so much for joining us on Rock Talk, the podcast. Thank you.